Hello. Well, I'm very glad to have the opportunity to be able to speak with you again this week. And we just give God the thanks and the praise for that. Well, as we carry on from where we had stopped last time, then uh, we'll remember that in the beginning, God had created the heavens and the earth and he had created it in a perfect state. And Satan was created as the ruler of this one province in God's universal kingdom, the heavens and the earth. And he was given an unspecified number of angels to assist him in the task. However, we'd also seen that Satan's sin, his sin of rebellion, wanting to be like the Most High, had brought divine intervention in the form of judgment, resulting in the heavens and the earth becoming formless and void. And of course, Satan being disqualified as the ruler. But knowing as we do the immutability of God, we'll realise that his plan for rulership of the earth was not going to change. If the earth was created to be ruled over, and that was a prerequisite of its creation, that even though it was ruined and even though Satan was disqualified, God was not going to give up on that which he had said. After all, everything he speaks must come to pass. And so we find the earth being formless and void in Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, in the first half of that verse, and in the second half, we then find that the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the deep. And that leads us into verse number three, which says, Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. God called the day light, sorry, God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning for the first day. Now it's important for us to realise that what we now see in these verses from Genesis chapter 1 is the beginning of a process of restoration. The six days of work that we see in Genesis chapter 1 are not a description of how God created the earth, but an account of how he restored the creation that had been ruined as a result of Satan's rebellion. And it's so important for us to understand that and to make sense of that. And as we read through the account of this restoration, it becomes clear that God had restored the earth for a specific purpose. And this we can find stated in Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And so there's something very specific that's stated before God creates man and something that's stated once again, once that creation has taken place. Before the creation of man, we see that man is created to have dominion. But we also see that it's a plural, let them have dominion. God is to make man in his own image, according to his own likeness, and then they are to have are to have dominion. And then when we see the creation, then not only of the man, but also the female. 
um, the man and the woman, Adam and the woman we call Eve, uh, they were created. And again, it stated what they are to do. They are to have dominion. They are to do exactly what God has said. You know, people have often asked the question, why did God create man? Which has given rise to all sorts of non-scriptural nonsense. Um, I remember one such answer went uh, something like this, that um, God wanted to have fellowship with someone because he was lonely. Well, I mean, what nonsense, as if God could be lonely. Uh, and then, of course, they forget the myriad of hosts of angels that are with him all day long, every day that day, um, not to mention the four living creatures and the 24 elders and all the others. I mean, to suggest that God would be lonely is pure nonsense. But the whole point is there are often these fantasies, these mythologies, these fairy tales that people invent to explain things in the scripture rather than looking at the scripture themselves for reasons which are very strange to, uh, to begin to fathom. But anyway, if any of us would then read the scriptures here in Genesis, the reason that man was created couldn't be stated any more clearly. Man was created to have dominion. And this word dominion means to rule. So man was created to rule. And obviously he has been created to rule in the place of Satan and his rebellious angels and the ruined creation was restored in order for the man and the woman to rule over it. And of course, this statement concerning rulership and man is something that we also find in the book of Hebrews in chapter two. And look what we see in verse number five, for he, talking of God, has not put the world to come of which we speak in subjection to angels. Now, again, if anyone has ever wondered what is the book of Hebrews about, it's stated clearly here in chapter two, verse number five. It's about the world to come, which will not be in subjection to angels. And in connection with this, verse six then continues. But one testified in a certain place saying, what is man that you are mindful of him or the son of man? that you take care of him. And notice here, please, in the, the verses that son of man has small letters and not capital letters. We're really dealing here with the sons of Adam, Adam's descendants, human beings. That's, the, that's what we're looking at. Um, or the son of man that you take care of him. You have made him, mankind, the son of Adam, human beings, a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor and set him over the works of your hands. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. Man is to rule. For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But we do not yet see all things put under him. So quite clearly stated then, not difficult to see, not difficult to understand. Man has been created, mankind, man and woman, created in order to rule and from God's perspective they are going to be crowned with glory and honour all things have been put in subjection under our feet but we do not see all things under our feet as yet because the time of rulership is not yet Christ's kingdom is not here yet and we are not ruling yet 
Scripture's very clear on this, as we can see from this one example in Hebrews chapter 2. And then, of course, what we've seen here in Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28, and Hebrews chapter 2, verses 5 through 8, uh, we need to keep that within the context of what we have seen previously in Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. Satan then, the one originally created for the purpose of ruling from the heavens over the earth, had been disqualified to do so because of his rebellion. However, there's something that we should remember here, that it is a prerequisite of biblical rulership that the one to replace the one disqualified must not only be present, but also be proven worthy to rule before the incumbent ruler can be replaced. And Saul and David provide our type for this. You might remember Saul, the first king of Israel, um, because of his unfaithfulness and disobedience, the crown was taken from him uh, and was given to David. David was anointed king over Israel. But Saul continued to rule for a good number of years until God removed him from the throne and placed David there in his place. And that's exactly how we need to understand this. Although Satan has been disqualified, he remains in place until such a time as the ones who are to replace him have been proven worthy to do so. So then, if man has been created to rule the earth, which scripture clearly states he has been, then he must be proven worthy to do so before Satan can be replaced. And as scripture also states that Christ is to rule, all things were created through him and for him, as what we read in Colossians chapter 1, then as God must remain true to his word, the Christ would also have to be found worthy as well. And I guess needless to say, and not surprisingly, this is exactly what the scripture teaches us. And we shall see that, of course, in the weeks that are to come. Well, we will leave things there for today because there's plenty for us to think about. Uh, and if we can get all these things aligned and set in place in our understanding, then we're in a really good place to continue onwards with our study of the word of God, to be able to divide the word rightly so that we can properly teach those that the Lord has given to us. I appreciate your time today and your attention. God bless you. Until next time, if the Lord is willing, we'll see you then. Bye bye.